This is a Rooster Teeth production. And welcome to a brand new episode of Annual Pass. This is the podcast where we talk about theme parks and attractions and shows and everything having to do with the world of amusement and fun and entertainment. And I love it. I am your host, Jack Patillo. And of course, I am joined always by my beautiful and lovely co-host, Jeffrey Ramsey. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jack. Hey, I have a question for you, if it's okay to ask. Uh, Absolutely. Go ahead. Is this the first recording of Annual Pass we've done since our trip to Florida? It is. I was actually going to bring that up. This is the first time we have recorded back at home since our beautiful recording at Universal Orlando at the uh, radio broadcast center they gave us uh, access to. So we did two episodes there. We did the Velocicoaster one, obviously, and then the uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey episode. I got to say, I like my office a lot, but it is not as fun or cool <laughs> as recording in uh, in Florida was. And this is a bit of a, honestly, Jack, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a, I got to come down from a high after getting to record in a professional studio right on the main strip there. That was, uh, they spoiled us. Dude, that was so cool. That, w- that was a like bucket list type thing, which is like, it's awesome that we got access to this, but the fact it was episode nine and eleven, <laughs> was yeah. like, it's like I didn't feel like we earned that yet. Like we got, yeah. our friends at Universal Orlando hooked us up like crazy over there. And if you haven't listened to those episodes, the Velocicoaster episode and the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey from last week, go listen to them. It's pretty cool. Like there's a different energy there. Like something about being in person. Because like well, like we said, that was the first time you and I had recorded face to face ever. For this podcast and for this podcast, I mean, we've we've been performing oh, yeah, together yeah. for years and years and years. But yeah, it, I think that the nervous, the energy you're picking up on was my nausea. I think <laughs> I think that was the secret sauce. That was Velocicoaster carrying over from the day before. Oh, my Lord. I guess really it's probably Forbidden Journey carrying over from the day before. That. You know, I I honestly the Forbidden Journey did more to my stomach than yeah. Velocicoaster. Velocicoaster. I just held on for dear life and yeah. just trusted that people I have never met in my entire life made the ride properly and were taking care of me. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know who welded the steel, but I assume that they knew what they were doing and they, they you know, they put a lot of heart and, and, and uh, love into their work. Yeah. The Harry Potter one, it was like nowhere I looked was safe. Everything was making me <laughs> nauseous. To be fair, you know, they put Keenan Thompson on the attraction, so you knew that one was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were no, you know, SNL celebrities on Harry Potter, so we didn't. (laughs) There's no way to test that one. You know, when they strap you on a roller coaster with with someone as uh, as high profile and successful (laughs) as Keenan Thompson, that you're safe. Yeah, that ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least that one. So anyway, again, check those episodes out. They were a lot of fun to record. And uh, yeah, and go check out all the episodes. If you're if you're new to Annual Pass, thank you so much. Hopefully, you can go back and dive into our archive. And we're we've done some really cool ones. We're getting better every episode. I feel like every episode we do is the best one we've done so far. So check them all out. It's a lot of fun. Also, follow us on social media as well. We had a blast doing social media stuff while we were in Orlando. So if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, it's Annual underscore Pass. Go check that out. And, you know, Jeff, I've been thinking about it. I've got so many theme park maps now. Like, I've been collecting Mm -hmm. theme park maps. I might start doing some, like, giveaways and stuff. Like, might start doing some contests. Yeah, I I honestly, like, 
I've been on an eBay spree, and um, I now own like six copies of a map from 2020. <laughs> it's like I only need one, really. So I might, I might. So, uh, if, if you and I go get some coffee, I might have you sign a couple. How do you end up with extra copies? Do they just are they just lumped in with like lots of maps that you're buying, and like you don't need that one, but you need the other three? Or yeah. are you so are you just so into it at two in the morning and you can't sleep? You're like, I know I already have it, but I have to buy three more. My goal is to try to get one. Uh, of uh, every map from the like Disney MGM Studios, that's my jam. That's that was where I worked when I was there in the college program. And so my my goal is to get one map from ev- or basically one of every single map that they went through at the Disney MGM Studios, which is from 1989 until 2008. So okay. there's a, you know a 19 year window there. Lord knows how many different versions of the maps there were. There there was a stretch for about three or four years where literally they would print a brand new map once a week. Which I'm really? not getting all those, but if I can get just like one of that kind of run, you know, like that's fine. I actually just bought a map on eBay that the only the sole reason I bought it, it was a weekly map. And the sole reason I bought it was because inside they had like the celebrity of the week and it was Robert Vaughn. And I'm like, OK, I got to get the Robert Vaughn map. So uh, <laughs> big fan of basketball, you know, he's uh, a yeah. Baxter Kane. So I'm like, right, come on, I got to get that. And so anyway, I've got a bunch of maps. I, I know like you like you, you get those things where you're like you like you need the one card. Yeah, like you're big a baseball collector. You need that one card, but it's like, oh, it comes with 15 others that you're like, I have all of those. So it's like I've got a bunch of spares now. So anyway, we might do some stuff on that. Maybe you'll do some giveaways. I'll figure it out. Keep an eye on our social media stuff. Annual underscore pass. And uh, yeah, maybe you get some free stuff. I think that sounds like a really awesome idea. And uh, as you know, I am obsessed with collecting and fandom in general, which is why I do a different podcast. That's a lot about that. I would be excited to help in any way that I can. That's all I was going to say. Beautiful. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That's why I have you here, Jeff. Mm. That and for the moral support and also because I love sharing my love of theme parks with someone I love. Lots of Aww. love happening around. Anyway, okay. before we get into the episode, it's going to be a fun. We're doing Haunted Mansion today, which is a classic attraction. But I got a couple more things to sort of some housekeeping. If you're listening to this live, this is releasing on July 8th, 2021. In two days... On July 10th, 2021, we have an annual pass live episode. I don't know if we're going to release it as an episode, but we're recording annual pass live for RTX at home. RTX is the Rooster Teeth convention. Um, We are doing an online version again this year for 2021, and we're doing a live episode of annual pass. And we've got some fun video to show off because, you know, this is an audio podcast, but we're doing live, you know, like (laughs) panel style. And uh, you and I, we rode VelociCoaster and we have video from it, Jeff. Oh, boy. (laughs) What I'm uh, assuming is that we have video of me looking very cool and sounding very brave. You look so awesome, man. You can see you can see my receding hairline in full glory. It's we're going to look every bit as old as we are in that video. (laughs) And also, while we were at Universal Orlando, we shot quite a few videos. We have your reaction to drinking butterbeer for the very first time. We have a few other things. Thrilling content, gripping content. Well, again, we're an audio podcast, so it's like, you know, when do we have the chance to show off video? I remember the moment I went, and I went, no, it's all right. (laughs) Not to spoil the video. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So uh, anyway, check that out, RTX at home. It's free over on Rooster Teeth, so go watch that. It's going to be on July 10th at 4 p.m. Central. So if you're listening to this sometime like next year or something, sorry to get specific on dates. I know people love that stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I should mention with that, too. Uh, we're releasing some new merchandise during that panel. So we have 
some new merchandise. I might say we might have a hat. We might have a lanyard. We might have a jacket. I'm just going to say, and you might want to check it out on July 10th. So go check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. I would like to check that out, too. I wasn't aware of any of that. I'd like to see it. <laughs> yes. And also, uh, cool. we have a community member named Gail Fox who is just crushing the hearts of our merchandise department because they keep making some fan art of some of merchandise for us. And I'm like, I just I want all of it. I want all of it. They're fantastic. So Gail Fox, if you're listening, you're awesome. Thank you very much. Keep up the good work. Oh, and uh, in the episode from two weeks ago when we did Stitch's Great Escape, I mentioned the Tron coaster going in at uh, Disney World right now at over in Tomorrowland. I said it was from Disney Japan. It's actually from Disney Shanghai. So I apologize. A lot of people corrected me on that. So thank you very much. Keeping me on my feet, keeping me on my toes. They are pulling it from Disney Shanghai. Very excited for that. And yeah, so there we go. I wanted to make sure to we are listening to you. I read all the comments and everything, and I love everyone who listens to this podcast. So thank you very, very much. A lot to cover before we get into it. And I, I, I'm excited about this one because Haunted Mansion is one that even I have heard of, which I think yeah. makes it definitely Haunted Mansion is a them of the theme park world, to borrow a pop culture phrase from a different podcast that we don't make. But <laughs> so it is it's one of the it's one of the heavy hitters, buddy. It's one is, of that. It it's is. one of the iconic theme park rides. I know. I figured I I wanted to get to one of these. Like we've done, it's a small world, which you know there's a pretty Another pretty iconic one. Huge them of the theme park yeah. world. And so this one, I was like, you know what? Let's do Haunted Mansion. I'm gonna go ahead and preface this one by saying we will probably return to Haunted Mansion or cover it again in a different way because there are multiple versions of the Haunted Mansion all over the planet. And so today we're gonna kind of specifically talk about the Disneyland one and the Magic Kingdom one in Orlando. I know the Orlando one a lot more so than I do the Disneyland one in California. So when I talk about it, I'm in, in my mindset, I'm talking about the Orlando one. So if you're following okay. along, if you're if you're a huge Disney fan like me and you're like, wait, that doesn't that's not where that it, it's because I'm probably talking about the Orlando one. Is it OK if while you talk about the Orlando one, I just think about the California one? Sure. If you want. I mean, they're very, okay. very similar. There's not a lot of massive differences. We'll get into it as we go along. But I mean, the the one major difference is that the California one, they will retrofit it to the Nightmare Before Christmas version of the ride, which they don't do in Orlando, at least not yet. Mm. I haven't ridden that, actually, which makes me sad. So uh, someday, someday I will. Yeah. Should, should we get into it, Jeff? I did have some news here about Disney. Uh, there's fireworks coming to Disney, everyone. Hey, fireworks oh, okay. at Disney. <laughs> that's that's the, the, the big news starting in July, starting on July 1st. They actually brought fireworks back to Disney World in Orlando. So those are back. They're not coming to they're coming back like the, it was a thing. That yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, due to COVID, you know, they were doing things where it's like they don't want people to gather for big stuff. So fireworks mm -hmm. are now back because, you know, vaccines are out there and they're starting to ease up on restrictions and things. So fireworks are back at Disney World starting now. I mean, starting July 1st last week. And uh, and also they announced on October 1st for the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom. Kingdom, they're doing two new fireworks shows, which they call Spectaculars. They have Disney Enchantment at Magic Kingdom and Harmonious at Epcot. So uh, Harmonious is, uh, if, you've, if you've been to Epcot recently, there's these giant barges out in the, uh, the lake they have there. That's what that's for. And then for uh, Enchantment at Magic Kingdom, they're going to start doing it. They, they did projection mapping with Wishes, I think is the name of the show where they do like projection mapping on the castle, which is beautiful. But now they're bringing it to all of Main Street USA as well. So they're going to be doing projection mapping on Main Street USA, which looks really cool. And I want to go check that out. But that sounds like science fiction stuff to me, dude. I wish you could see wishes. It's such a cool show. I think it's wishes or God. Now I got I got to look it up. And if you Ben, look up which which of the Orlando Magic Kingdom fireworks thing has the projection mapping. It's pretty Can I cool. ask you a question. 
What's that? Why are you yelling to Ben like he's in another room in your house? Because <laughs> maybe he is, Jeffrey. You don't know where Ben is. <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to assume he's not in the uh, like your spare bedroom right now. Maybe, maybe you don't know. You don't know his life story. That's a great point, Jack. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but you you may have just tipped your hat to uh, whatever problems Ben's going through <laughs> in life right now that he's required that he's he's couch surfing at your house. Ben is our producer, by the way. He's uh, his mic's broken right now. Otherwise, he would be chiming in. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the Haunted Mansion, Jeff Ramsey. I can't wait. If I, if I think of, in all seriousness, if I think of a theme park attraction or a ride, yes. the, the top three that come to mind, which I would consider uh, in my uh, barely educated on th- theme parks world, I would say It's a Small World, I would say Haunted Mansion, and I would say Space Mountain. It would be like the three okay. that come to mind first. All right. Well, I mean, we've already covered... It's a small world. We're just going to burn through these so fast. I mean, would you agree? Can you or would you disagree? Do you think that there are can you think of one that's more iconic or or on their level? Are you talking about just Disney World or are you talking so just in theme parks? Like if you say name a if you went to 100 people and said name a mm-hmm. theme park ride, what do you think the three that are going to the first thing that comes to mind? What do you think the okay. three that are going to come back to you are? OK, there's a bunch out there. I'm going to float quite a few. So you've got Pirates of the Caribbean. Which mm, is, yeah. you know... Okay, that's a good one. Classic. I mean, Haunted Mansion, obviously, is going to be up there. I'd say Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know Space Mountain. Splash Mountain, too, is another mm. big one. Oh, Happily Ever After is the name of the uh, projection show. Sorry. Now, mm. Wishes is the old one. Happily Ever After is the more recent one. And now they're doing Enchanted, which is the next one. So, anyway. Okay, sorry. Thank you, Ben. Love you. Do you think he heard you in the other room? I don't know. Hey, Ben! Thank you! Love you! All right, so Pirates of the Caribbean, Splash Mountain... Space Mountain, it's a small world is what you've come up with. And then, I mean, Haunted Mansion, obviously. Haunted yeah, I would Mansion. say, like, those are, like, the big five. Haunted Mansion, for sure, is going to be in your top three. I would say, yeah. I'm the nerd, so I'll say, like, Jungle Cruise, too. But, I mean, think, think about the attractions that have movies based after them. <laughs> so, mm. not counting Tower of Terror, which had the Steve Gutenberg movie in 2003, which is a whole other conversation we'll have. I mean, you have a movie of Steve Gutenberg in it. I mean, you're all, re- all you ready. Wanna, if you want to have a conversation about Gutenberg, I am ready whenever you want. We'll talk Short Circuit 1. We'll talk Police Academy. We'll, we'll go. I'll, I'll go nuts for Gutenberg. Let's go Cocoon. Cocoon, Three Men and a Baby. We can talk about his return to form when he did a, a, little, a little stint on Veronica Mars. Like, I, uh-huh. I grew up with Steve Gutenberg. He did a movie with dogs, right? I thought. Yeah, I think so. He made a billion dollars. On film, like he was one of the one, an actor that hit the billion dollar mark, but he did it all in the eighties. Like, think about that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it's like him and Tom Cruise were the two biggest names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they just announced Scarlett Johansson's going to be in a Tower of Terror movie. Is Steve Gutenberg going to be in it? No, no. So Not apparently, Steve Gutenberg and I think Kirsten Dunst were in the movie in two thousand three. And so I haven't seen it. I need to go track it down. I don't think it's on Disney Plus right now. But we're, we're getting we're getting distracted from the Haunted Mansion, Jeff. We're so happy, so excited to talk about Haunted Mansion. Let's get into it. What if I told you this, Jeff? Uh, when do you think the Haunted Mansion opened? I'll say Disneyland in California opened July 17th, 1955. When do you think the Haunted Mansion opened? October 1st, 1965. Very close, actually. Uh, <laughs> really? So Disneyland opened July 17th, 1955. Haunted Mansion was not an opening attraction, which honestly I thought it was until I started doing research into it. It actually opened August 9th, 1969. Uh. It opened 14 years after the actual park opened, which is crazy to me. The even crazier thing was when Walt Disney got the idea to open some kind of 
a theme park or really just a park in some nature. Initially, his original idea for a, like a theme park was just a smaller park across the street from Disney Animation Studios. And in the early like conceptual drawings of it, there was a dilapidated haunted house in those drawings. So this is like 20 years before the actual attraction opened. He was developing it for a whole different thing. I mean, mm. obviously, you know, change around and stuff. And then when they opened up Disneyland, the, the initial idea for the Haunted Mansion was going to be a walkthrough attraction, kind of like a like a wax museum, House of Horrors. It was going to look like a rundown, kind of spooky, dilapidated house. But uh, Walt was like, I don't want a broken down, gross looking house in my theme park. <laughs> so it honestly, it sounds like every like haunted ride or hayride or haunted trail through the woods or haunted house yeah. in every town in America, right? He probably wanted to... St well, I mean, I guess now. That probably wasn't the case back then, but yeah, I'm glad he elevated it. Yeah, and I, I will say, you'll appreciate this specifically. So uh, if you're a fan of Rooster Teeth Productions, you may know that Jeffrey and I were in a show called Haunter where we actually looked for ghosts. We traveled around the planet looking for you know haunted spirits and stuff. It's a lot of fun. One location we tried to go to but we actually didn't get clearance for it comes up here. So this is from Wikipedia. Disney, however, rejected the idea of having a rundown building in his park. He visited the Winchester Mystery House mm. in San Jose, California, and was captivated by the massive mansion with its stairs to nowhere, doors that open to walls and holes and elevators. So Walt Disney went to the Winchester House and he thought this would be cool to bring to my park. And that was a place we looked at. Have you ever been to the Winchester House, actually? I have not. Have you? Yeah. So, you know, you're right. We we did two seasons of that show and they rejected us both times, unfortunately. <laughs> However, I did in that window go to check it out myself in person. Hey, I had some legitimate paranormal experiences uh, on a Ooh. tour there, which I thought were fun. But also it is it is a bizarre Kind of creepy. I don't know that I would. I, I don't know that I would walk through it and think like, yeah, I want to recreate this for kids. It's a. It's kind of a weird, <laughs> like kind of macabre place. Yeah, that's interesting. That's pretty interesting. So it's it's wild to me that the Winchester Mystery House was uh, in Walt's mind when he was kind of throwing the idea around. Ultimately, the the haunted mansion in Disneyland. It was designed to look like an old antebellum mansion, like something out of Louisiana, part of the fr and, and they actually built up a French Quarter in Disneyland. So it's over by like Pirates of the Caribbean, kind of lands in between. Frontierland and not Adventureland. I guess Adventureland. So in between like Pirates and, and Jungle Cruise and Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain, it's kind of in that area over there. So it's it's a really unique fit. It's still there. There's like a little French Quarter. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually where Club 33 is in uh, Disneyland. Huh. Which hopefully we can go to someday. That would be cool. Yeah. Now in Disney World, it's actually next to it's like right like up next to Fantasyland and uh, kind of in the sort of American area. So like there's the Hall of Presidents and it's kind of like nestled in there and has a different feel to it. One neat thing is all of the different haunted mansions across the planet, which is like five of them now, they're all themed. They're not themed differently, but they all look differently from the outside. They all have very unique looks to them. And I really dig that a lot. I like that it's not just like a copy and paste. They're actually changing it and kind of altering it. Like the one in Paris is actually themed around the Old West because it's in the Frontierland area of uh, Disneyland Paris. So it's like Big Thunder Mountain and like all that area. It's made to fit in there. So there's like, a, I want to say there's like a mining area in the attraction. It's, it's really cool. So does the attraction feel different riding like materially different in Paris than Florida? So in Paris, they are using the uh, the doom buggies, which is the uh, the Omnimover system that they're using in the attraction. The one where it's like just constantly going these sort of smaller cars. They have that same system. 
And so that feels similar. There's still very similar things. It's newer. I mean, it was built in, in the 90s as opposed to in you know, the 60s and 70s. So it feels a little different. I will say the one in um, in Hong Kong, that one opened in 2013 and has a radically different ride system. So it actually has the same ride system from uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway or the Rise of the Resistance, if you've been on those attractions. I know you haven't, but I'm saying to the, right, the, the right, community. Yeah. The Royal U. And we'll talk about that one when we get to it in a little bit. Raleigh Crump and Yale Gracie were the Imagineers tasked behind creating the story of the attraction. So there's actually a massive, massive backstory for the Haunted Mansion, which I could spend a whole episode getting into about, you know, there's 999 happy haunts there, but there's always room for one more. You could be that lucky thousandth. They've got so many stories about individual ghosts within the attraction from, you know, the organ player to Madame Leota to the hat box ghost to the uh, the hitchhiking ghost to the the grim grinning ghosts who are the, the busts like the, the bride. There, there's so many different things in the attraction and they all have backstories. <laughs> they, all, they all do. That's crazy. It's really neat. And, you know, Disney's always been really heavy on the story and, you know, telling stories through attractions. And this one is no exception. If anything, it's, it's like the pinnacle of this kind of stuff. Hey, real quick, let's take a short little break from talking about the Haunted Mansion to talking about our advertisers. That's right. We got some ads this week. Thank you again. Please check these people out. Starting with our friends over at Babbel. This summer, get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of your destination with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. From ordering in restaurants or asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture. Babbel makes the whole process of learning a new language addictively fun and easy. Babbel provides bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world, and that makes it a can't-miss travel essential. Nothing is better than being able to order food in the native language of the country you've gone to. I went to Taiwan a long time ago, and if I could have known the native language there, I would have felt so much more comfortable. Instead, I had to kind of awkwardly hope that our translators were able to sort it out for us and explain to me what was going on. If only I would have known... Then what I know now, or even, you know, going somewhere around the country, going to Cancun, going, going somewhere, going to Italy. Oh, man, I, we went to Paris with my, my family, and boy, was that awkward when we didn't know how to speak French. So check out Babbel. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical real-world conversations in mind, things you'll get to use in everyday life. So right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's doubling up your Babbel. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code ANNUALPASS. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code ANNUALPASS, for an extra three months for free. Check it out. It's worth it. And hey, while we're here, why don't I tell you about the Rooster Teeth store? We just dropped something massive in the Rooster Teeth store. Just in time for the new season, you can pick up the exclusive limited edition Achieve Rick and Morty collection. That's right. We got with the good folks at Adult Swim and designed new shirts, a hoodie, a premium jacket, and more featuring Rick and Morty characters and a style worthy of the Achieve name. We started Achieve with my dumb beard. That's right. The first Achieve shirt was a green shirt with an orange beard, and it was my beard. And now we're doing Rick and Morty, official Rick and Morty stuff. Not only that, it was Rick and Morty stuff designed by our team. It's so cool. I, I really, really freaking love it. It's, it's so cool. Anyway, so Achieve Rick and Morty is available right now to pick up. So go to store.roosterteeth.com to start shopping. That's store.roosterteeth.com 
pick up some Rick and Morty merch. Hey, grab some annual pass stuff while you're there, too. All right. That's enough. Thank you again to our sponsors. Check them out because that supports us whenever you uh, check them out. And uh, but now let's get back to the Haunted Mansion. So in 1961, handbills started circulating within the park saying that Haunted Mansion was going to open in 1963. As we know, it didn't open until much later in 69. So they were working on it for a long time. There was a big delay, though, because Disney got roped into the New York World's Fair. And so 1964, 1965, we talked about that during the um, the It's a Mm -hmm. Small World episode. Walt Disney and the Disney, you know, Imagineering and everything got really roped into that. They made a lot of attractions for the New York World's Fair, which meant everything at Disneyland kind of got put on hold while they were working on this stuff because, you know, Disney realized like, hey, I can have someone else pay for all of this hardware and, and the engineering and that can just bring it back to my park. So it got pushed off quite a bit. It eventually did open on August 9th, 1969. It had a few days of kind of soft opening and testing and whatnot, but eventually it opened. Now, the sad thing is, Jeff. Yes. I mean, there's multiple. There's, you know, the, the big thing, the big sad thing for me. We're talking about 999 dead people. There's a lot of sadness. <laughs> well, here's one more for you. So Walt Disney passed away in 1966. Ooh. He never got to see the Haunted Mansion open, which is really sad because this was an attraction he worked on for like 20 years. Yeah. And actually, once Disney kind of passed away, there was a like a solemnness to all of Disneyland and, you know, in general, I mean, he was an icon. I mean, it's like kind of like, you know, when someone like Robin Williams passed away, it's like it has sort of like a cultural phenomenon where people are just kind of bummed out. Yeah. And so when Disney passed away, I mean, he was the storyteller. He was like a, a Jim Henson kind of uh, person. Like the whole Disneyland was kind of like under a darker tone. And actually the opening of the Haunted Mansion, some people attribute to kind of getting Disneyland back on its feet. Because it was such an inventive ride, such a new, impressive ride that people really had a good time going to. And it kind of rekindled the, the energy and spirits of Disneyland. So that's pretty uh, pretty cool. Uh, question. Yes, sir. You mentioned that they passed out the handbill. I want to say you said in 61, saying it was yes. going to be built in 63. Have you managed to find or collect one of those handbills? I just have heard about this. So mm. no, I have not. My oldest piece of Disney merchandise is I have a... 1975 guide map from Magic Kingdom. Ooh, that's the year I was born. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah, 1975. That's the oldest thing I own right now. I, I mean, obviously, I'm keeping my eyes out for whatever I can. I mean, the the tricky thing is, like, I, I collect theme park maps, and so finding maps from back then, really, anything from, like, 1994 is a little bit easier, but once you get into the 80s, and especially the 70s, it gets really, really tricky. My goal is to try to find a Magic Kingdom opening map from 1971, one fun thing I'm doing right now is so I, I like Disney MGM is my jam. And so I've been trying to figure out what was the park opening map. I think I know what it is, but I'm literally to the point now where I'm watching old video clips from the opening days of Disney MGM and trying to spot people holding the map because <laughs> there are there are two different maps. There's one. That it's like it's the great movie ride is like dancers in front of it. And there's another one where it's Mickey Mouse dressed up like a movie director kind of looking at you in front of the great movie ride. So it's one of those two. Like one of those is the first, one of those is the second. I just am not 100% positive in what order they go in. You said that's from 1971? No, 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 that's 1989. This is Disney MGM Studios. Oh, sorry, 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 yeah. I know for positive, the third map had Mickey Mouse, Kermit the Frog, and Roger Rabbit on it. I know that one for sure because that was the opening of Here Come the Muppets. So I know that one. But the first two, I'm not 100% positive on. And if anyone uh, listening right now has any clarity for me, feel free to hit me up, annualpass at roosterteeth.com. Or if you have a bunch of park maps you're looking to get rid of, hit me up. I will absolutely take them off your hands right now. Anyway, 
so the, obviously the, the ride opened 1969 in Disneyland, and it was scheduled to open on opening day, October 1st, 1971 at Disney World. It was very, very popular, and they're like, we got to get this in our new park in Orlando. So they built it, and it was an opening day attraction for Magic Kingdom in Orlando. So pretty big, pretty, pretty big stuff, Jeff. Yeah. And now you told me you haven't been on Haunted Mansion since you were a kid, right? Well, I yeah, we I did take that trip to Disneyland like two years ago, but it was I think it was closed down for renovations or like repairs or something. For some reason, we couldn't go on it. And then I definitely rode it, the one at Disney World when I was a kid, but okay. I think I was telling you before we started recording, I remember being in line and wondering if it was going to be scary. And that's all I remember. I don't remember being <laughs> on it. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember just blacked out. Yeah, kind of. I guess it was so scary. It erased my memory. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, that, that's good. Well, Hey, how about now, Jeff, since you haven't been on since you were a kid, how about you and I take ourselves a trip to the magic kingdom in Orlando and we ride the Haunted Mansion. Only if you'll hold my hand in the scary parts. Absolutely. I'll okay. hold your hand the entire time, Jeffrey. Thanks. Jeff, let's go. Let's make our way to the Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Florida. We are going to go ride the Haunted Mansion. Look at it, Jeff. Look at the beautiful building in front of us. Oh, it's so creepy and spooky and dark and gray. And oh, oh look, there's in front of it here. You can hear all the all the kids are excited. People are walking around with their their ice creams, their Mickey Mouse ice creams, and their their churros and everything. And right in front of the haunted mansion, what is it called? Where you put the caskets in and you take them to the cemetery? A hearse? <laughs> it's a horse-drawn hearse. It's a carriage right out in front. There's a hearse, Jeff, but it's like a spooky, very ornate hearse. It's really pretty. And it's like a horse-drawn carriage hearse? Mm -hmm. A horse hearse? It's not for horses. It's it's led by horses. Are they real horses? Am I seeing real horses? No, it's it's like a thestrial where they're invisible horses, but they have oh. the thing out in front. So it, anyway, we'll ignore that. Let's, let's move on. Okay, let's get in the queue, Jeff. So we're, we're walking through the queue now towards the house. Also, all the cast members there have really creepy, like, green and purple and black outfits and they're really spooky and they're not smiling jeff they're not smiling that's right it's one of the few places the cast members aren't allowed or they don't have to smile at guests they can be like spooky and creepy because it's a spooky place jeffrey very unwelcoming for a disney attraction <laughs> very very spooky well okay out in front before we get inside we can see some tombstones around because there's dead people there's a cemetery right next to it they all have funny things jeffrey like the one there it says requiasse or rec, rec, how do you say it? Requiasse, requiach. What's the French word for rest in peace? I don't know. Requiem? Okay. Re requiate. Re it's whatever. whatever uh, let's do another one. The Leota. <laughs> <laughs> Dear sweet Leota, beloved by all in regions beyond now, having a ball. <laughs> like this one says, Dear departed brother Dave, he chased a bear into a cave. <laughs> Here lies a man named Martin. The lights went out on this old Spartan. Aw. But there's a bunch of them out there. Okay, so now we're going to go inside, Jeff. And now we're inside this spooky room, and there's there's a painting of, of Master Gracie above the fireplace. And, oh, Jeff, it's changing. It's it's going from an old man. He's becoming a skeleton, Jeff. Oh, so spooky. <laughs> so spooky. Now it's a skeleton. Okay, now we're being ushered into this room. It's an octagon room, Jeff. We're going inside. And there's paintings on the wall, and, and the cast member says, "Get, drag your bodies to the dead center of the room." And it's like, oh, "Dead, okay." And so we go to the center of the room, and then the door closes. But wait, Jeff, 
There, there's no doors in this room anymore. We're just trapped in this weird corridor. There's no no doors and no windows. And then a spooky voice comes on. It's it's a ghost voice. And it says, Welcome, foolish mortals, to the haunted mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. Our tour begins here in this gallery, here where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Like, oh god oh that's spooky okay so we go into the ghost and then the door closes and then it says your cadaverous parlor betrays an aura foreboding almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis is this haunted room actually stretching and you look around and it's the, the paintings are getting taller jeff it's just uh, moving. the ceiling's getting further away or is it your imagination hmm? and consider this dismaying observation this chamber has no windows and no doors, which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out! <laughs> of course, there's always my way. He's like, wait, wait, what's his way? And the lights go out and lightning strikes and we look up and Jeff, there's a body hanging on the ceiling! Are you serious? How high yeah, is the ceiling? Get it down! Oh my god! And the lights come back on, and now the ceiling, you can't, he's not up there anymore! It's like, what? And then we look, and the wall is opened! And then we go down a corridor, Jeff. Oh, okay, so we've made it through there. Now we're now we're in a corridor, and we're walking, and we see uh, a bunch of really, like, ornate, like, lanterns and, and chandeliers, but they're all covered in cobwebs. Ew, gross! Maintenance hasn't been here in a while to clean it. <laughs> Then we see our doom buggies, which are these little like couches that are, like, that are plastic and they have little safety bars. So Jeff, let's get in one. And okay. The ground's moving to match the, the doom buggy. So they never stop moving, Jeff. They never stop moving. It's an omni mover, Jeffrey. And so, okay, we get in and okay, we're down now. Oh, the, the, the lap bar closed on its own. That's spooky. Uh. Now we're gonna go through, and the first thing you see, you see some like staircases, and then oh, there's paintings. Oh, the lightning! When the lightning flashes, the paintings change, Jeff. The paintings are changed. There's like a boat, but now it's like a creepy skeleton boat. There's like a horse and a man, and there's skeletons. Ah, spooky! Very, very spooky. Now we're moving into the library. And Jeff, Jeff, look! Those heads—they're looking at us. I'm scared, Jack. The heads—they follow you. I think it's called—is it a daguerreotype? I think where like they're sunken in, but they did. The heads are looking at us the whole time. Very spooky. Oh, oh god. All right, next we're moving on to like there's a piano room and the piano is playing but there's no one sitting there. But look at the look at the floor, Jeff. You can see the shadow. The the organist is there, but we don't see him, but the piano's playing. How is that happening, Jeff? It's a ghost. It appears to be a ghost. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. You're a professional at this. Sorry, hold on. Let me All try right. Again. Jack, what do we do? I don't know, Jeff. All right, listen, real quick, let's move on. Oh, oh, whoa, we're in a crazy MC Escher kind of thing where, like, there's staircases everywhere and there's walking and that's really strange and weird. Huh? Okay, move along. Whoa, the wallpaper has eyes, Jeff. The uh, wallpaper has eyes. Eyeball eyes? Oh, like creepy, spooky eyes like you would see in, like, a cartoon poke kind em, of thing. Poke them, poke them, poke them, poke them. I, I don't think we're supposed to reach out and touch anything. Okay, that was, look. oh, look at this hallway. Wow, that's a, there, there's a candelabra floating, Jeff. There's a magic candelabra floating down the hallway. Do you see it? Yes, I see it. Oh, wow. Very, How does that even work? Very spooky. How does that happen? Oh, the thing's spinning around. Oh, oh, there's a raven. An evil raven with glowing eyes. And there's a tomb. And there's there's something coming out of the casket, Jeff. He wants out. Ah! Oh, God. Okay, look at all the, the creepy paintings and stuff. We're going back. Why is that door glowing green? I, I don't know. There's a clock. What The clock has 13 on it. Why does the clock have 13 on it? That doesn't make any sense. It's the secret hour. They're only supposed to go to 12. What is this? There's a, a, a ball. There's a, like a crystal ball floating. And Jeff, there's a woman's head in it. Uh, it's Madame Leota. 
Do we know Madame Leota? I don't know. You ask her a question. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> what did she Nailed say? Nailed it. Just serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, calling the spirits wherever they're at. Ah! And then you can hear like spirits making noise. Rap on a table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween. Awaken the spirits with your tambourine. And then you hear it. Where's the tambourine playing, Jeff? I, I don't know, but I don't like tambourines, so I'd like it to stop. Wizards and witches, wherever you dwell, give us a hint by ringing a bell. Oh, the bell. You hear the bell, Jeff? I do. I do hear the bell. Anyway, okay. I so still hear the bell. Why won't the bell stop? It's still going. <laughs> So we're gonna this move bell on. is insufferable, Jack. Do you think it'll stop at some point? Uh, it'll uh, stop. We'll get, we'll get past it. Now we're into the ballroom, Jeff. Look, we're going into the ballroom. And look, there's ghosts everywhere. Jack, and hold the, on. The, hold on. If you're really quiet, uh huh. yeah, you can still hear the bell a little bit. <laughs> it's really far away now. It's yeah. really far away. It's muffled. It's like a Doppler <laughs> effect kind of thing. That's okay. So, we're, okay, we're moving in. It's, okay. it's the haunted ballroom, Jeff. And there's ghosts everywhere. Madame Leota, she has now brought out all the ghosts. They're all excited to be here now, Jeffrey. Look at them spinning around. It's a, it's a bit disconcerting. They're down there. There's a birthday cake. Oh, look. There's a hidden Mickey. I see the hidden Mickey with the plates. Yay, hidden wow. Mickeys. I love it. There's an old woman in front of the fireplace, but like they're all freaky and like kind of transparent. It's really, really spooky. And oh, look, I keep going around. Whoa, look at that. It's history because there's two paintings of two guys shooting at the, each other. They're having a duel. It's it's Hamilton and Burr. And that's where I learned who shot Hamilton because of a theme park ride. It counts. Come it on counts? now. There's a guy playing piano as well. He's playing an organ. And there's, there's people dancing. There's so many people dancing. And oh, look, someone's blowing out the birthday cake. Oh, it's so cute. And then there's a, the crazy organ, which I think is actually from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. But anyway, uh, well, I think maybe that's the Hollywood one. Okay, so now, oh, whoa, Jeff, we're, we're in an attic now. And we're surrounded by a bunch of stuff. It's like a bunch of stuff from weddings, Jeffrey. And it's a woman and like her groom and their heads keep disappearing, Jeff. Uh. They keep disappearing. Apparently she's she's been cutting off their heads. <gasps> there she is. She's right there, Jeff. She has a hatchet, Jeff. The axe keeps like appearing and disappearing. I don't know how they do it. I don't know. That's so weird. And if we were in California, this is where we'd see the Hatbox Ghost, which is really cool. But they don't have it in Orlando. But that's okay. We're moving on. Okay. Oh, we're outside of the house now, now Jeff. It's dark outside, and there's Ugh. ghosts coming up from the ground. The 999 Happy Haunts are coming up from the ground, and now we're spinning around and we're going backwards down down the ramp. That I think a 15 degree incline, roughly. And oh, oh, we can see the only living person in this whole attraction. It's this man and his dog. It's like the caretaker, and he's getting real spooked out, and they're freaking out. There's all kinds. They're playing music. It's the Grim Grinning Ghost song is playing, and there's like people with like trumpets and drums and everything. There's spooky stuff popping up all over the ground, and these heads pop up. They're like, ah, and you're like, ah, and like, ah, and you're like, ah. And so, and then we move around a little bit more, and then we see these four busts, and they're singing Grim Grinning Ghost. Grim Grinning Ghost, come out to socialize. And one of them's knocked over, or excuse me, there's five busts. And one of them's knocked over, and one everyone says like, "Oh, that one's Walt Disney," but it's not actually Walt Disney. It's just this guy who looks like Walt Disney, but it's not actually Walt. Disney. And we're gonna move on. And then there's more people. There's people like having picnics and stuff. And there's ghosts everywhere, and there's like a, a arm reaching out of a grave to try to get some tea, and it's all spooky and and creepy. And oh, there's the raven again. The raven's following us, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like evil birds, Jack. What do I do? I know, and, and not only that, but our ghost host returns because he wasn't with us. Just ah, there you are, and just in time. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. 
They have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. And we round a corner, and it's, it's these three ghosts that are hitchhiking, and then we spin around, and there's a mirror, and the ghosts are in between us now, Jeff! There's a ghost in between ah. us! Ah! How did they do that? Spooky! And then as we, we round one last thing, there's a little Madame Leota, like a, like a little Leota, and she says, Hurry back, hurry back, be sure to bring your death certificate. Ah! And she says, we've been dying to have you. Ah, little Leota. And then we finally, we make it back. And then the ghost host, finally he comes back and he says, Now I will raise the safety bar and a ghost will follow you home. And then our safety bar lifts up and we can get out. And oh, Jeff, we finished, we've survived the haunted mansion. We made it all the way through and we're alive. We're okay. We're okay. We did Except it. Except we have uh, hitchhiking ghosts following us around for the rest of our lives and possibly an evil raven. That is true. So that's it. That is the Orlando edition of the Haunted Mansion. One of my favorite rides. I love it. It's such a great ride. It's a slow moving ride. I think it goes like eight minutes or so if it doesn't stop, but it almost always stops. Really? <laughs> well, because the the thing, it's an omni mover attraction. So that's yeah. one of those attractions where it, it always moves. It's constantly moving. You load while it's moving. You get off while it's moving. But some people, you know, if they're if they're transferring from like a wheelchair, it might take them a little bit more time so they can actually stop the entire thing. And then let people, you know, swap over from a chair into into the attraction to the doom buggy. So they'll stop the attraction. So every now and then it happens. And so it's OK. I mean, that it's whatever. It's still slow moving and it's a lot of fun to spend time there and get a look around. Although yeah. sometimes stuff will happen. Um, There are motion sensors everywhere in this attraction. So the last time I wrote it, actually, someone uh, lost a hat. And we were stuck on it for like 20 minutes as these cast members started walking up and down trying to find the owner of this hat and no one would own up to it. <laughs> like no are one would be like, it's serious? my hat. Yeah. And so I was like, why wouldn't you just say it's my hat? Is, are you, in, would they get in trouble? I think so. I think they were nervous. They might get in trouble, but uh, um, there's also black light cameras everywhere. So it's a dark attraction. A lot of shenanigans can happen in the dark. Some fun things. I actually didn't. I, I've heard this. This is a uh, there's a couple really fun stories, which I've been talking with our friend Trevor Collins about possibly doing a Red Web, which is uh, his podcast about conspiracy theories and mysteries and hauntings and ghosts and aliens about maybe doing a crossover episode where we mm. talk about hauntings within the theme parks, because there are quite a few. And uh, one creepy thing is. You know when someone dies and they get cremated, Jeff? I do. So, you know, people, like, they'll get their ashes, and people will sprinkle ashes somewhere, like, somewhere someone might have liked or someone they may have enjoyed. Like, oh, their final resting place will be here by this lake or under a tree or in a forest, something like that. Well, lots of people will um, sneak on ashes of uh, relatives to try to throw into the haunted mansion. Are you serious? It happens quite a bit, actually. Yeah, people think they can get away with it, but again... They have cameras everywhere and they know they'll keep an eye out. And many, many times they have caught people trying to spread their loved one's ashes on the haunted mansion. Sounds sweet. Unfortunately, when that happens, basically they have to do a deep cleaning of the entire ride. They'll shut down yeah. the whole ride and bring in bio teams to actually like 
decontaminate the ride because those are human <laughs> remains. And so, uh, yeah. So if you're out there, don't do it because your loved one won't end up as part of the attraction. They will end up in a biocontaminant bag and probably get placed in a, you know, a hospital or I don't know, or a cemetery somewhere. I don't know what they do with it after they get out of the attraction. But anyway, and you're not going to win any friends uh, on the ride. That's for sure. When it shuts down for the next two days so that the bio team can come in and decontaminate yeah. it. You don't want to be that guy. Uh, another fun fact in the California version of the attraction, supposedly there was someone I don't know if they were under the influence of some uh, mind altering drugs or anything, but someone brought a handgun onto the haunted mansion was freaking out because there were ghosts in front of them. And in the ballroom scene, which uh, the ballroom scene is done using an old theater trick called Pepper's Ghost, which is basically there's mirrors that basically reflect things in front of you. So they have this translucent sort of look to them. They saw a ghost and took out their gun and shot it. So they Are you shot. Serious? <laughs> yeah. So they shot a hole through these massive, massive pieces of glass that are used to reflect the actual animatronics above and below you. And that isn't something easily replaced. So supposedly there is a spider that they have just placed over the bullet hole of the, uh, the actual piece of glass. So if you can spot the spider, I, I don't know the, the, the actual legitimacy of that, but supposedly there is a spider on one of the big massive pieces of glass. So if you know about this or if you've seen it, let me know, feel free to hit us up on social media. So that's pretty wild. How did that person sneak a gun into the theme park? That's crazy. I mean, they haven't really started doing like metal detectors and stuff for like the last five or six years. Yeah. So who knows? But anyway, pretty wild. A lot, a lot of crazy stories. Uh, supposedly also the Haunted Mansion is uh, haunted, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> there have been some videos of uh, like after the park closes of, of like creepy ghost like figures walking out of the Haunted Mansion. So some of that has been debunked, but, you know, still, it's pretty spooky. One of my favorite things about the Haunted Mansion is your ghost host. This guy has one of the most incredible voices I've ever heard. It's a gentleman by the name of Paul Freeze. He did a lot of voices for Disney. And actually, he is the voice of the auctioneer at Pirates of the Caribbean. So really? if you listen for the auctioneer, it's the same guy. I mean, apparently this guy had a massive vocal range, apparently like a four octave vocal range. And so he did all kinds of different voices and stuff. And so anyway, he did, he did all the voice work for the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Not only that, but all, for all the work that Freeze contributed to Disney are all the different things he did, including like animated things and lots of stuff in the parks. He was honored as a Disney legend on October 9th, 2006. That's kind of like the Disney Hall of Fame. So he's in the Disney Hall of Fame. Which is pretty cool. Well, he better be. <laughs> Joe Leahy was actually been tapped. Uh, he got tapped to do some new lines for the Haunted Mansion as well. Uh, so Joe Leahy basically is doing an imitation of Paul Freeze, who passed away. I don't want to say the 70s or something like that. Uh, so, they, you know, obviously, as things evolve and as things change, they need to have someone come in and do some new stuff. So they have a guy named Joe Leahy who has done different versions of things. Apparently, he recorded the Spanish lines uh, for sit down and don't jump out of your car, you know, like the safety spiel. He did yeah. that. He also recorded some new stuff for the Disney world version. I guess they updated a little bit. And also he he did some lines for the Nightmare Before Christmas version of the attraction as well. Huh. Yeah. Huh. And that's so that's kind of cool. cool. So good on you, Joe Leahy. I don't know if he's still alive. So and the tombstones, I mentioned the tombstones at the beginning too, Jeff, in the queue. So there are a bunch of tombstones out there. Yeah, that was, actually, was that like, uh, here lies Martin, he had some chili and died of farting or whatever you said? That's exactly what it was. All of the, the tombs, all of the tombstones you see out in the front of the Haunted Mansion are actually based off Imagineers that worked on the attraction. 
for example, Fred Joger, Georger, I'm not J-O-E-R-G-E-R. He was a set designer and model builder, best known for the rock formations he created from plaster. He has one that says, here lies good old Fred. A great big rock fell on his head. <laughs> so Cliff Hewitt, rest in peace, cousin Hewitt. We all know you didn't do it. <laughs> he was the <laughs> lead interior designer for the Haunted Mansion. Requiat, Requias, how do you say that? Requiace, Requisat, Francis Xavier, no time off for good behavior. Francis Xavier X Atencio. He joined Disney in 1938, worked on many of Walt's animated features before transferring to WED in 1964. He worked on Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean, all kinds of stuff. There is a fan. Okay, all of Requiats, Resquiate. I can't get it. Just don't even worry. Ben's trying to help me here. It's not going to work, man. There is a fantastic website. It's Disney Dispatch, and they have listings of all of the Haunted Mansion tombs you can go see. They have little, literally all listed out and kind of what they uh, like are, are in response to. So go check that out over at Disney Dispatch. So mad props to these guys, and there's tons of them here. There was a movie in 2003, Jeff. I don't know. If you, did you ever watch the the Haunted Mansion movie? I didn't, but it was an Eddie Murphy movie, right? Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it either. I think it was Eddie Murphy and uh, Jennifer Tilly was uh, Madame Leota. She was like in, she was a head in a ball, I think. Mm. So I mentioned the Hatbox Ghost. So the Hatbox Ghost was a animatronic that was originally there for the opening of Haunted Mansion at Disneyland uh, back in 69. Basically, he's he's holding a hat box and his head disappears and appears in the hat box. And so and then it goes back and forth. The uh, original version of it, the effect just didn't work very well. Like they could never really make it work properly. So they actually got rid of the Hatbox Ghost. They brought him back in 2015. Really? So something like 50 years later, they brought the Hatbox Ghost back and redid him and put him in the attraction. So he's there now. So right after you leave the attic, you'll see him there. And it's really cool. It's a neat effect. And so that's kind of cool. And Grim Grinning Ghosts which is the song they hear that Grim Grinning Ghosts come out to socialize. That song is actually in like almost the entire attraction, different versions of it, different accompaniments of it and stuff. It's just all throughout the ride. It was composed by Buddy Baker and with lyrics written by Exitencio or Xavier Atencio. And so that's one of the most famous songs at Disney. I want to say Bare Naked Ladies actually covered it for something. Like oh, I want really? to say there's a Bare Naked Ladies version of it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I could be wrong. But anyway, great that song. That seems cool. up their alley. They're, yeah, they're kind of yeah. silly and whimsical like that. Yeah, and that's it. Obviously, I mean, there's there's so much to Haunted Mansion. Like, I don't want you to think, like, this is the end-all be-all. I know the Imagineering story did a lot talking about kind of the creation of Haunted Mansion. So, I mean, it's obviously very early on. So, the first or second episode on Disney+, Plus. if you haven't watched the Imagineering story, I highly, highly recommend it. It's a great documentary series. Even I watched it. So, Madame Leota, she was an Imagineer, and they basically just needed someone to be the, the head of Madame Leota. And so, they got one of the, uh, one of the Imagineers, and she... She did it. And then when they had to update her dialogue for a haunted uh, holiday, like the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff and a couple other things, they actually had her daughter come in and do the voice of Leota. Oh, yeah. So her daughter came in and did the voice of it, which is really cool. I, yeah. I, I wish I had their names, but um, I'm sure we'll, we'll have them later. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool stuff in there. That, that, again, check out that series. If you like Disney stuff, I love it. I thought it was fascinating. Um, like I mentioned before, there are multiple, multiple versions, at least five versions of this attraction. The Disneyland, Disney World, and Tokyo Disneyland are all pretty much the same. The Tokyo Disneyland version was based on the Disney World version. In the 2015 kind of update to Disney World, Tokyo didn't get that. So Tokyo is a little bit kind of older, but those three are roughly the same. Disneyland Paris 
which was Euro Disney when it opened, they have a Western themed version of the Haunted Mansion. So it's it's in kind of the Big Thunder Mountain area. So it's actually I want to say it's um, like a mining town. Like you go in and like towards the end of it, it's actually like a mining sort of colony type thing where they have, you know, like people and, you know, selling hooch and all kinds of stuff. Really? And so that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, when I went to Disneyland Paris, it was the uh, uh, not the Mystic Manor, the Phantom Manor is what it's called there. The Phantom Manor was under uh, refurb, so I didn't get to go on it, which broke my heart. That was like one of the few things I really wanted to check out, and it was it was down at the time, so that's sad. Well, there's always next time. Well, they just opened the new Avengers Hotel at Disneyland Paris, and I that's know uh, some of our friends uh, are very interested in checking that out, so maybe we can make that happen. So, And then uh, last but not least, this is really cool. So at Hong Kong Disneyland, uh, they have kind of rethemed Haunted Mansion. I'll just read this. This is from uh, Wikipedia. Mystic Manor, which is their version of it, spiritually inspired by the Haunted Mansion, opened at Hong Kong Disneyland in spring 2013. Unlike the Haunted Mansion, however, it does not include references to departed spirits or the afterlife due to differences in the traditional Chinese culture. Continuing the Society of Explorers and Adventurers theme of Tokyo Disney Sea, the attraction tells the story of Lord Henry Mystic and his monkey Albert. Having recently acquired an enchanted music box with the power to bring inanimate objects to life, Albert opens the box and brings all of the house's artifacts to life. Hmm. The attraction's exterior is that of a large Victorian mansion and an elaborate Queen Anne architectural style, and the experience features a trackless ride system and a musical score by Danny Elfman. So if you've been on Rise of the Resistance or uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, it's the same ride system as that, where it's just this loose, free-flowing thing. It's really, really cool. I have seen a little bit of ride-throughs of this one because I didn't think I would ever be able to get out to Hong Kong <laughs> Hong Kong Disney. And so uh, it looks really, really cool, and I absolutely want to check that out. So. And also, if you've ever heard a soundtrack to a movie or a cartoon that you liked and it wasn't John Williams, it was probably Danny Elfman. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Except Back to the Future. I think that was Alan Silvestri, I mm. think. But anyway... So that's cool, man. So that's that's Haunted Mansion. Again, we will probably come back to this because I imagine we might do an episode on Mystic Manor or uh, Phantom Manor as well. Like just kind of go over the differences. This is a classic and uh, and I would love to hear your experiences with it. And Jeff, I would love to go on this attraction with you again sometime in the future. Let's do it. Beautiful. Well, hey, uh, Jeff, do you remember... <laughs> You're so agreeable. You're so agreeable. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all about it. What do you? Like? Yeah, let's do it. let's get Danny Elfman to go on it with us. Let's let's do it. We'll get we'll get. Kim oh, Leo you know what, Jack? Us. We don't we don't know Danny Elfman, but we did sit next to Jenna Elfman on a plane one time, and she was nice. That's let's get her. <laughs> I don't think she that was lovely. Her. Yeah, there you go. All right, so um, Jeff, do you remember the very first episode of Manual Pass we did? You know I don't. Well, in that first episode, I asked people to email us with their first times going to theme parks. And believe it or not, I got quite a few people who emailed me responses talking about their first time going to a theme park and mentioning the Haunted Mansion. So, Jeff, would you be okay if I read a few uh, emails here? From some uh, from some community members. Please. Here's one. This is from Beck. It says, hi, Jeff and Jack. This happened at what was my second time at Disney, but was the first time I actually remembered going. I was six years old at Walt Disney World, and I had just finished riding Haunted Mansion with my dad, and I was so excited about it and could not stop talking about it, so much so that I wasn't paying attention to where I was going and smacked headfirst into the exit gate of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> I did end up with a minor cut on my forehead, but I still love that ride even after that, and I still love it to this day. Thanks for listening to my story, Beck, who's at a blessing of Wick on Twitter. Odalay. 
And then Jen writes, hey, guys, my first time at a theme park was my trip to Disneyland during the summer between third and fourth grade. My favorite memory from that time has to be the fact I cried on Haunted Mansion. I got so freaked out during the pre-show in the stretching room that I spent the entire ride with my mom's sun hat over my face. She made me pull it down as we got to the end of the ride where the doom buggy whips around to show you in the mirror and just burst into tears when our ghost friend showed up. I will never live that one down. Ah. Cheers and can't wait for more content and to get to go to the parks again. Jen, Aww. that's Magnus Bane on the site. Thank you, Jen. That's sweet. Oh, man. I, I love stories like that, man. I, yeah. I love, like, like it's, it's such a nice thing. Like, I have so many great memories and experiences from theme parks, and I love reading other people's stuff. So do you think we have some time for a Q&A, maybe? Uh, let's do it. Jeff, here's one for us. What's your best celebrity encounter at a theme park, and who would you want to join at one? That's from One Clean EJK. On Rooster Teeth. I'm also I'm also pulling questions from old episodes of Annual Pass. So if you have a question for us, go to Rooster Teeth and go uh, leave a comments on on an episode, and we'll go through there. We'll pull down some questions. So one clean EJK asked that. This is gonna sound uh, a little uh, contrived, but uh, we did just ride a roller coaster with Keenan Thompson and get to meet him, and that was a pretty That's cool true. experience. And I can't remember any other Keenan Thompson esque <laughs> moments that I've had at theme parks. So I got to go with that one. And uh, I'm really jazzed about us riding uh, the Haunted Mansion with Danny Elfman. So that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> or, or Jenna Elfman. You know. or, or Jenna Elfman. Or, you know, also Ken Marino is in the hopper, I believe. So we got we got all three of them. How about you? I don't know if I've told the story before, but when I was working at, at Disney MGM, there was a, uh, a big promotional event they did where they brought in some actors from TV shows. They had like the Thursday fun spot or I forget what it was. But anyway, they were like promoting like a night of television so like uh, Helen Hunt was there uh, or no, Bonnie Hunt was there. Excuse me. Um, uh, Drew Carey was there. Dennis Franz was there to promote NYPD Blue. Katie Seagal and John Ritter were there for my eight simple rules. And when they were all done, like people like this was just in the middle of the park. And so when they were done, they, like some of the celebrities kind of like like wave took photos and stuff. But Drew Carey, what a hero, dude. This So this guy. In between takes, uh, like, like he, they basically they were doing remotes where they sit down on a chair and they have just a camera pointed at him. It'll be like, hey, we're going to Dallas. And so it'd be like a news thing where it's like, hey, let me tell you about my show. OK, cool. Yeah, and then yeah. be like, OK, now we're going to Chicago and like, OK, now we're going to L.A. So they were just sitting in one spot with a microphone and just throwing in different areas in between those different segments. Drew Carey would be like he would turn around and people would throw him park maps and he would sign them and then throw them back. And it was so cool. And then after he was done with all of his remotes, he got up and walked down the line of people waiting to say hi and get signatures. And he signed and took photos with every single person there, like literally spent all of his time just going through and, you know, like being super nice, super friendly, signed everything. He got to me and I was like, hey, Drew, me and some friends are going bowling tonight if you're in town. And he's like, oh, where are you guys going? Like, oh, we're going to, you know, this bowling alley off OBT. And he's like, oh, he's like, that sounds great. I got to get back to I'm going back to L.A. tonight. But, man, I wish I could go. And it's like in my heart of hearts, I believe he would have gone bowling with us. If he could have. <laughs> like he seems like I mean, he seems such a genuine guy and he seems like such kind of a down to earth dude that like if he had the ability to go bowling like he would, you know, like it, yeah. it seemed like anyway, whether or not that's true, I don't know. But I've heard great stories about him. So anyway, Drew Carey incredible i can't i can't stress enough how awesome of a guy he is so uh yeah and who would and who would you want to join at one honestly dude if i if we can get ken marino to go on rock and roller coaster that that would be that'd be everything to me so i would love to do that so yeah dude it doesn't get much cooler than that that's for sure not at all from max stone do you have a favorite roller coaster feature 
like a loop or an inversion or a barrel and why? And is there a specific coaster that does whatever it is better than the others? So we just rode a very intense roller coaster. So Jeff, do you have a roller coaster feature that you like more than anyone? Yeah, Jack, I'm glad you asked. I do have one, uh -huh. and it is one that I discovered on the Velocicoaster, actually. Uh, my favorite feature is probably the shoulder harness, and uh, <laughs> boy, do I notice the absence of one. Yeah, yeah, Velocicoaster, it's that lap bar there. It's uh, a little bit interesting. <laughs> I get a little, you know, some butterflies just thinking about that. <laughs> Man, <laughs> the, uh, the Mosasaurus roll, the one over the lagoon at yeah. the end, that's the one we're like, yep, it's just going to dump us into the water. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen there. Similar to that, one of my favorite features of roller coasters is I love launches. It's relatively new. It's like in the last 30 years or so. But where they use uh, either magnets or like a whip cable where you go from like zero to 70. There's one, you know, there's one of Velocicoaster. There's one in Incredible Hulk. There's one at Mummy, you know, th mm -hmm. those kinds of things where it's just like you just go from nothing to suddenly you're going very fast as opposed to the like the clicky hill, you know, where it like drags you up on the top of a hill and this is gravity. I love those, and that, that's my favorite feature of a roller coaster. So Pretty solid feature. Very scary. Very, very scary. So there you go. Thank you for the question, Max Stone. We appreciate you. Again, if you have any questions, go to Rooster Teeth and leave a comment on Annual Pass. Uh, uh, this episode, or really any episode, we'll dig through them, find some cool questions, answer them in future episodes. So thank you very, very much for that. And, uh, and yeah, so that's pretty much going to do it for today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and checking it out. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, I'm going to give away a park map. So follow us on Instagram. And I'm gonna, I'm, I've got a bunch of park maps here, Jeff. I'm gonna get you to sign a few of them. Maybe like, okay, maybe like once an episode, we'll, we'll give away a park map. I don't know how we'll do it. We'll figure it out. But anyway, we'll mail them. They're nice. They fit in an envelope, so it won't be too expensive. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> and I think that we can probably deal with customs on a, on a park map. It's just paper, right? So yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah, so check us out on Instagram, uh, annual underscore pass on Instagram. If you have any questions, feel free to throw them our way, annual pass at roosterteeth.com. And I have a question for you, audience. How about that, Jeff? I've got a question for the audience. That's a great idea, Jack, having a question for the audience. I can't wait to see what you've come up with. I bet it's going to be insightful and interesting. It'll probably make them think. Here is my question for you. Audience, if you had one ride you could ride, if you could teleport anywhere on the planet and ride one ride right now, what would that ride be? You only get one. You can only go what ride one attraction anywhere on the planet. What would it be? Where would it be? Let us know on Twitter. Feel free to send it our way. Annual underscore pass on Twitter. I want to hear your one place you would go. And maybe in a couple weeks when we do the next episode, we'll go over some of your answers. And I'm, I'm curious to see what everyone like. I know. I know for me, Jeff, I love Transformers. Mm -hmm. oh God, I love Transformers so much. And, you know, I, I'll be honest, like when we were in Florida, it was a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so you and me, we didn't get to do as much stuff in Orlando at Universal Orlando as I'd like. And we're going to yeah. have to go back and ride all the things. So we will 100 percent be going back. Uh, maybe maybe soon, maybe sooner than we think. But anyway, so. Jeff, do you, have, do you have one? Do you have an attraction you would want to be your one attraction? I mean, I feel like you just sprung it on me, and I haven't really had any time to, to sit down and think about it. It's deeply. almost like I just came up with it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I would I would like at least as much time as the audience to, to formulate okay. my, my, my response. Okay, I'll go through some audience answers, and then I'll ask one from the co-host as well. So That sounds good. There you go. 
<laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you again. You guys are fantastic. All the comments have been really, really great. Feel free to spread the love. Let everyone know about Annual Pass. The more people we get listening to this, the more cool stuff we can get. And uh, don't forget, RTX at Home is this weekend on the 10th. We've got some new merchandise. We have three new pieces of merchandise. Maybe like a hat and all in your jacket. I'm just saying you should uh, should go check out our live episode, which includes some video from Velocicoaster and from our time at Universal Orlando. And uh, it's been great. So, Jeff, do you feel like you learned something today? I feel like I learned a ton, Jack. Just don't put me on the spot and ask me what any of it was. <laughs> all right, man. Well, love you very much. Audience, thank you so much for listening. We will see you guys next time for more Annual Pass. Have yourself a lovely day. Bye. TTFN. <laughs>